Hello and welcome to the Fit Professional Podcast, the number one podcast for fitness professionals looking to build their fitness business. If you're after more clients, more income, and more free time, then you've come to the right place. Visit podcast.fitprofessional.com.au today. Hello and welcome to a, another episode of the Fit Professional Podcast the podcast for fitness professionals looking to grow their fitness business. Um, I am your host today, Brett Campbell, back again with another fantastic uh, expert within the fitness industry. Um, his name is Rana. Um, Rana, I met Rana, well, we probably crossed paths um, well, be a couple of years ago on Facebook to start with, and we, we both seen each other, you know, doing what we're doing, and then, um, you know, things led to another, and we ended up uh, having a coffee date and chatting, and and now here's Rana right now, uh, ready to uh, reveal to us all his top secret strategies on, on how to change your life. <laughs> no pressure at all, Rana, but... Um, yeah, I'll yeah, how about that? <laughs> I'll give you a brief rundown, um, a little bit about uh, Rana's history, then he can fill you in. Um, so Rana's been involved in the fitness industry for over 10 years, um, so he's an early bird in that, in that aspect. Um, he set up his own personal training studio back in Brisbane, um, which performs now, it performs over 380 sessions a week, um, built up a team of eight personal trainers, um, and it's basically touched lives of thousands of people since becoming a personal trainer. Um, he's also the founder of PT Mastery, uh, which consults personal trainers, small fitness facilities, and RTOs. Um, and he is now the um, co-owner and co-founder of WF Boss. Um, which is the World Fitness Business Owners Summit. And you may have heard about that um, if you've been out there on the interwebs. If you haven't, um, you definitely want to check that out next year. Um, but basically, WF Boss brings together the world's best um, in the fitness industry and connects them to thousands of personal trainers just like yourself there. Um, and they teach you strategies and education with obviously the main goal of adding to you and improving the global fitness industry as a whole. So, Rana, what did I miss out there? Tell us a little bit more about yourself, buddy. <laughs> I like long walks on the beach and uh, listen to classical music. No, I, um, to be honest, that's pretty much like me in a nutshell. I, I guess, you know, I started off in, in, in the fitness industry as a personal, you know, guy looking to just get into personal training because I thought, you know, to be honest, at the start, I thought, oh, I'm going to make good money doing it. And obviously, the same things, you know, you hear with a lot of people. I was interested in fitness, and I like going to the gym, and obviously, I like helping people and seeing people get results. <clears throat> um, so, you know, for me, it, it, it seemed like a bit of a lifestyle job, too. So, I obviously started the course, started off as a pretty green personal trainer, and, um, you know, I, I enjoyed doing my, my, my Cert 3 and Cert 4 here. Um, actually, I did it in Sydney, and um, you know, but it was just like after after I graduated, it was kind of like there was a bit of a black hole. I didn't know, okay, well, what's next? What do I do? Get a job? Start yourself? So, long story short, you know, it was just fumbling around, and I mean, I wish I had resources like this, and also I knew of other people who were specialists in helping fitness business owners because, you know, it would have definitely fast tracked my my growth um, for sure. So. Um, but you know, obviously, long story short, we you know started a. Um, I just I started working at a studio, and, and my, one of my philosophies too, Brett, is like if you're ever going to work for someone else, just work to learn, and and once you feel like you've learned what you need to, like in terms of running a business or learning how to handle staff, or you know, you should rise to the top of that business as if it was your own. 
Um, and when you feel you've, you've outgrown it or you've learned what you need to, you can just either step it on your own or go and work for a bigger business and bite off more than you can chew. Like I started off as a fitness first sales consultant when I got out. And, you know, I don't know any of you guys who have been out there or had any experience with it. As much as like fitness first gets bagged, you know, I feel like that was an integral part of me learning how to sell. Um, and I, and as a personal trainer, you know, that's one thing that I sucked at um, for a long time, asking people for money and actually knowing what I was worth because it was hard for me to communicate the value that I could give to people. I didn't really know what my assets were and standing out from the crowd and all that sort of stuff. So working for someone else was a good, good thing to build my confidence up. Um, and then shortly after that, um, I, st- I stepped out and I, ha- I thought, well, it's time for me to do this on my own. I feel like I'm ready. And I just started my own studio here in Brisbane, and yeah, yeah, the rest is kind of, kind of history. Until I, you know, I, again, I found like, well, I had an opportunity to, to sell part of my business, which I did, and um, that makes me some, some ongoing income um, now monthly. And I'm able to go and do the things like consult and run these great events like WF Boss, which means that I can connect with some of the best fitness business owners in the world that are earning, you know, six and seven figures and actually talk to them about, you know, their journeys and and, and kind of how are you making money and, you know, cutting through the hype of the industry. As I'm sure people listening now, you know, there's so much that goes on about six-figure blueprints and stuff like that. But hopefully that answers your question, Brett. (laughs) Yeah, mate, it's fantastic. Thanks for sharing that. Um, I guess a couple of things, you know, always whenever I hear anyone or speak, I, I always like to try and take some valuable points out of it and um, there's, a, there's a couple of really um, key things that I really want to touch on and and just for everyone to listen up and, and hopefully they can get that message that I got from it was the first thing was your honesty, like your honesty in regards to um, <laughs> whenever I ask most people, most personal trainers, I would say 80% of the time um, the reply I would get to the question, why are you in the fitness industry? 80% of the time, people would say to help people. That's their first initial response. Yeah. Where, yeah. I, I, you know, I'd, I'd like to pull out the word bullshit sometimes. Um, and whilst, yes, you still want to help people, that is not the core reason. Because if you wanted to help people, you could go down to the local Salvation Army and stand there and give out food and look after people that way. Now, the real reason why a lot of people get into the industry and um, I guess I could probably relate to it a lot more as well because, you know, this is the main reason I got into the fitness industry was for the lifestyle and the opportunity to earn a lot of money. That's what, you know, back in the day I was like working in a joiner factory myself earning $20 an hour and, um, you know, and I was managing the place on $20 an hour. I thought I was killing it, you know. Yeah. All of a sudden yeah. there's, there's, a, there's a concept of, oh, you can earn 60 80 you know, $100 an hour, you know, doing fitness. I, you know, I was like, holy shit, I've got to give me a piece of that. You know, yeah, so yeah. Your, your honesty there is um, is amazing, and you know that's a question that I, or, you know, a task that I have for everyone listening to this is actually ask yourself, write down on a piece of paper, say why did I get into the fitness industry? Write your answer down, then write out the question again. Keep keep going until you find the real reason, because if if you're putting up that blank wall, um, you know that could be something that's hindering you from actually earning the money that you really want to earn, because you're, you're not being open to it, right? Well, yeah, you know, like it's uh, it's a funny thing, you know, like um, people feel really guilty about asking to, to to say that I'm doing it for money. They feel like, oh, you know, it's a really selfish thing to do. And you know, um, 
I've learned really clearly our our business in fitness is not about fitness. It's about service and it's serving people. And it's like you are a servant to, you know, your clients. You need to serve them. But in order to be ser- to service, you have to be selfish. Um, and I know people go, oh, I don't agree with the word selfish. But let me explain. You know, if if I'm if I have to feed a bunch of hungry people but I'm starving, am I going to be able to do the best I can at feeding those people? Will I have the strength to, you know, to to continue to help feed them or will I burn out before I can actually feed more people? So with fitness, for example, with our industry, if I'm poor, I don't have the resources to grow my business, to expand my business, to improve my business, then I'm capped at how many people I can serve so i think people need to really look at you know and and the best thing to do is that that money is just money is just um it's just energy that allows you to do more things so rather than attach it to you know greed or feeling guilty about it it's just fuel you know like i look at money as fuel if i need to drive or go a long distance in my business or i have i'm ambitious to to get to this new peak i'm going to need more fuel like if you're going to drive to you know, 100 k's. You just need fuel. You don't feel guilty when you go to the petrol station and go, "Geez, you know, I've got to put, you know, enough more petrol in my car." So I want to, I want to drive further. Like, you need to just understand that when you have a vision for what your business is, there's going to be a level of fuel required to get there, um, and that means that you just got to be selfish in doing it. That means saying no to some opportunities, as we were talking just before this podcast. It means sometimes saying no to people who who might need your help because if your mission is to, you know, help people lose weight and that's what you're passionate about, sometimes you have to say no to other people at certain times because the priority of reaching that vision requires a certain amount of resources and, and energy. Um, and that's what I feel like when, when we do things, you know, we, we really have to plan out. Like if I know we're going to do a, a worldwide event, I know we're going to need a lot of money. And that means in order to to make, like get that that money, we need to be really clear about how we're going to earn money from the event leading up to the event and after the event. Um, and if we're providing enough value and serving people in a way that has integrity, um, gets results, it's honest, and people will get enough to you know alter or improve their lives, then I don't feel guilty about that at all. I think. It's, I have a responsibility to do that and charge for it because it allows me to do it even better next year and the year after. So that's how I look at it anyway. Long-winded way of saying, <laughs> don't feel guilty about any money. Go and make money. <laughs> Maybe we, we, we could do a future podcast and we could just talk about the concept of, you know, is money, is money good or evil? Um, I think yeah. it, there's some really, really good things out of that. So um, let, let's go back to you, you, you made a nice segue into what we were talking about prior to this podcast. Um, is, you know, it's that thing of, you know, what have you been up to lately? Oh, I've been doing a lot. I've got this, I've got that, I've got this. And being in the positions that we are in the industry, like it's, we, we get faced with opportunities on a daily basis from other people. And, and um, you know, sometimes it's, it's that whole thing of the greed button wants to go off and go, yeah, that's a great idea. I'll take you up on that. So let's, let's just quickly um, touch on the topic of, um, how you deal with, I guess you'd say, overwhelming and, and um, not taking on too much at, at a time 
Um, and then after we cover that, I want to get into uh, marketing because I know you, you, you love the, the art of marketing and, and I could talk about marketing for weeks um, and I want to um, got some really cool things to share with that. So let's firstly, first question, um, how do you deal with, with overwhelm and, and having so much to do? Um, I, I guess with the word with overwhelm, you know, um, you can relate to stress. Like I think stress is just something that you focus on um, that, you know, you feel you can't control. So it's really easy to go back and I still find the best way to do it is write down on a piece of paper everything, everything that you've got to do or that's on your mind. Just I call it like a bit of a brain dump. I just dump everything onto a piece of paper. That will make you feel a lot less overwhelmed automatically. And then you just go through and rate them from one to three, you know, one being the number one priority and two being the second runner-up and three being the ones that aren't as important. And then I just start working on the, the ones. And, and, you know, often overwhelm is it's just procrastination with some sort of resistance that comes in because, you know, like we, we don't feel like confident enough or we don't feel we have enough resources or enough time or enough money. So then you just look at how. How can I make that happen if, if you come up against that? And just start working on those things. So for me, um, like overwhelm and, um, and managing, managing what I have to do on a daily basis just comes back to what am I out to create? What's the number one priority of my business right now? What am I, what do I need to do? And as long as everything that I do adds and links back to adding value to that purpose or that, that priority, then I don't feel, I don't feel, you know, I feel like it's, it's, I need to do it. So, you know, a good example will be like with, with WF Boss leading up to our event, everything had to do with, you know, networking and we're going to get into marketing and, and, and joint ventures and, you know, connecting with people. And if I was, if I was doing those things, like, um, you know, the, the five key things that I need to do, if I was doing those, one of those five things, which is, you know, communicating, networking, talking, you know, reaching out, doing like working on the website, working on the copy, then I felt like, okay, well, I'm productive and I'm busy, but it's, to, it's, it's helping move forward. Whereas if I just started thinking, okay, well, I've just got to, I've just got to read this book um, and then I've got to, I'm just going to go out and, and go shopping and just get enough food for the house and make sure I've got that. I might actually go out and see a friend uh, to talk to him, you know, about something that's not to do with WF Boss. It might be to do with, you know, his business. Or I might just go out and um, watch a movie or, you know, there are points where I'm like, not now. You know, that, that's, you know, people get what I call busyness, you know, like, and I'm sure we've all heard this before, right? You know, so it's to do with, am I busy or am I just going through, you know, busyness? So busy is actually getting shit done. Busyness is just feeling like you're busy by doing things. And one of the biggest ones that I find is like Facebook or researching stuff that's just irrelevant. Like there's a point where research has to stop, learning has to stop, and action has to happen. And I think Mm -hmm. that when you go beyond that point, that's when, you know, you're just really just busyness for the sake of business. Like, do you have enough right now in your head and in your wallet to get shit done? That's the thing. If, if it's yes, go and do it. Put the books down. When you hit a, ro- a, a roadblock and you go, shit, you know, I actually either need more money or I need, to, I need to learn more about it, then go and research enough to go, okay, I now know what to do and implement. And mm. implementation is the busy um, and I feel like sometimes busyness is everything else. It's funny that you say that too because 
<laughs> it's, yeah, every, everything that you pretty much talked about there is, is ongoing through, I guess, a bit of a patch of that at the moment. And it, it starts from that, I, I had this feeling of overwhelm. So we're actually creating a product, um, a online um, fitness product that we're bringing out um, in December. Um, and, uh, you know, the last four or five products that we've created, it's, it's been, you know, if each one just gets easier and easier and I can do it with my, you know, my eyes closed now. But um, yes. this, partic- this particular product is I decided to change tact and we're delivering it in a different way and it's it's a totally different product to what we've done in the past. Now, this product's taken longer than any other product has for the reason being is I've, I've faced a few roadblocks of overwhelm in regards to, and this is where I think overwhelm starts, is it's your lack of education. Um, it's because I didn't know how to actually tackle this particular project that I put it to the back burner, I always found something else to cover it up. Um, and the funny thing is, is once I actually sat down, and the only way I actually sat down was the last three days, um, and this will tie into to your thing about Facebook, actually the last four days I've, I've been into hibernation and I haven't been active on Facebook and I've been checking my emails once a day. Um, and it, I've, I've been so productive, it's, it's unbloody believable. And I've been getting up at, you know, 4 a.m. in the office at 4.30, 5 a.m. in the morning. I get four hours done before anyone else gets in here. Um, and, and this morning, I, I basically whipped up a whole sales page for the product. And, you know, it, I, I get a, a massive sense of achievement when that happened. But if I, if I rewind to only five days ago, I was feeling massive <laughs> overwhelm, you know. And, and it's, it's that thing of just, your education, if you, if you don't have your education on it, then you, you're not going to move forward. And what I had to do was I sat there and literally watched some videos and played around with some things and then I learned it, you know. So yeah. if, if, you, if you're there and you're sitting there and you're going, well, I don't know how to do marketing or I don't know how to get joint ventures. I hear everyone talking about getting joint ventures, but I don't even know the first way to go and approach someone to get one. What you're yeah. going to do is you're just going to, you're going to remain standing idle and you're not going to be moving forward. Um, yeah. So let's on on that. Let's let's talk about. I know you talked about joint ventures and, and joint ventures is, um, you know, I guess one of your major strengths, um, and you definitely needed that to create the events that you run. Um, let, let's let's go through some of your top tips in regards to creating joint ventures for our listeners out there and how they could use that and uh, how it can help their fitness business. Yeah. Like okay. Um, for me, you know, a joint venture is identifying a mutual win-win, right? So that's what, that's the first thing. Like, is your, uh, so with a joint venture, essentially, guys, you know, if you, you know, for those of you who are familiar, you'll know, but those of you who aren't, it's basically setting up um, a relationship where you can offer as much value to that person as they can offer to you. And it's agreeing on some, you know, I guess some, some next steps and then just, doing that for each other and that's great to build relationships trust and rapport as well so from an online standpoint it's a little bit different from an offline standpoint so uh but the the, i guess the underlying philosophy is the same you know so you in to grow your fitness business the easiest way and i just i have not known a quicker cheaper more um just more of a more rewarding marketing technique than joint ventures and basically that just means building relationships so you find somebody out there offline online that has something that you that will benefit your business so whether it's an uh you know an email list a product a service 
um, or something that, you know, will benefit you, your business or your customers. Um, and then you look at their business uh, and you think, well, how can what you do and your product and your service and your emailers can that benefit their their, their like customers? Because at the end of the day, we all need to add value to our customers to make them raving fans, right? So a great example was I went to a, um, a really popular day spa you know, here in Brisbane, and they were had they'd been around for like five or so years, um, and I know that, and I, and I know that they had a database, and I just started building relationships with the with the owner. So you know, you invite them for a coffee and just chat about business, and just it's a very innocent. There's no hidden agenda. You just tell them I'd love to just do some ongoing work and share some of our clients with you, and um, see if we can do something together. Turns out she had a list of nearly six thousand people on her email list. And the good thing is they're all local. So I knew that they could make it to her business. Therefore, I'm only down the road, so they could make it to my business. Um, and I'd set up a, a – and the thing is she'd been around a lot longer than me. So this, is a, this was a big, um, the big thing. And I said to her, like, what I'd like to do is set up something where I can send all my clients who join up to your day spa. So I just give you leads. I just – I'll put it – an advertisement of yours – into every single new client pack and they can come to you. They might have a free $30, a free half an hour session or something. She was really wrapped because no one had actually ever approached her for that before. And she says, and, and I didn't ask her for anything at that point. So Excellent. what you do is... Just, I, I just on that, Rana, Rana, can you repeat that just so everyone really gets that message right there, what you just did, because that, that's, that's invaluable. Yeah, I didn't ask her, do you mean I didn't ask her for anything at that point? Yeah, that's, that's right. Uh, yeah. Yeah, no, I don't. You just because in a joint venture, everyone's used to being asked for something, and if you as a person are just hell bent on adding value, the law of reciprocity states that if you give enough, you will get back. And you know what? There's a point where you might just be putting energy into a black hole, and you go, okay, well, at least I tried. Um, mm. But something good will come out of it. So think about that law of reciprocity. Just give, give, give. But I guess there's a strategy to it, not an agenda, but a strategy, because obviously in order to keep giving, you do need to get energy from somewhere else. As we said before, you know, you need to obviously, you need to have fuel yourself to keep going. So um, I sent her five or six clients and then I caught up with her. I said, oh, how are you going? She goes, oh, look, I just want to say thank you so much for sending me your clients, Um, um, sending me Julie. She mentioned them by name at that point. I said, oh, she loved it. She had a great session. Um, And then we were just talking and the end I said, look, I was wondering if maybe you could do me a favor. And she was more than happy at that point to help. So I just said to her, can I write up an email to send to your, peop- to send to your database and say that it comes from you? So this is critical with a joint venture. Don't make it ever about you. So I said, just make out to your, to your customers that you've arranged for them uh, a $250 voucher to come up and try this new personal training studio that you really highly recommend. And I said to her, look, I'll train you for nine weeks on me as part of it too. I just said, because, you know, I want to get your results. You know how good we are. And so I really backed what I did and uh, which you obviously should too. And so she was wrapped. So she sent this email and for the next like three months, I would get a steady flow of traffic. In fact, I think she just was so wrapped. She might've sent out the email again. Now, I didn't didn't cost me anything but a couple of cups of cups of coffee, and I was able to generate. I think it was like seventy new clients over three months. 
Um, and well, especially because my pricing point was a, a minimum of $100 a week, $100 a week for, for personal training. You know, you do the math on that over three months, my business grew. So now it was about scaling that model uh, and going and, and building relationships with people in the local community. Now online, you know, when you look at it, you know, I don't know if anyone out there has fitness business mentors. Obviously, Brett, you're one of them. This podcast is something that you guys should follow. There are other people too that you might look up to, respect. Um, I think it's really important that everyone does have good mentors and does learn from people in their niche, in their area of business. And the cool thing about this is like when I do WF Boss, um, I had to call some, some people that I'd never, they'd never heard of me. I had never spoken to them, but obviously heard of them um, by reputation. These guys were killing it. They were big names. They were kind of, well, I'd say they had that status of being almost famous in the industry. And to approach them and to get them to be part of my, to, my event, our event, um, was just something that I was absolutely like, Will I be able to get this? I was so scared because, you know, I was asking them for something. So for me, it was about how can I offer them enough value that they would be more than happy to do this event, be part of this event. And then it's about delivering that value and reciprocating that um, to them, you know, over and over again. So I use the same strategy, Brett, to be honest. You know, I just, I rang them up and I spoke to them. Not everyone said yes, which is fine. Um, but the second year round, it just gets better and better. So you'll find that the more success you have and the more people that you approach and the more you bring on, you can start referring to those brands, those people, mm. and oh, X, X is part of this event. Or, um, you know, this, this local business who's a big business is part of the old coffee clubs on, on board. And, you know, what yep. you start doing is you, you, you build up reputation. Oh, my God, they're sponsored by the coffee club. Oh, I, Jesus, you know, like they've got... Todd Durkin part of the event or Elliot Holtz is part of the event. Oh, and, and it, from that point, it just becomes a, a cascading flow. Like you just, you start talking to people and then you can reference. You say, oh, by the way, such and such is part of the event or by the way, we're working with a couple of local businesses, you know, and you name drop. And that person mm. obviously feels then like, oh, well, if they're part of it, well, then I should be part of it too. And so it's like almost like crack the first one, Add value, get a raving fan from someone in your community or someone online that, you know, obviously has more of a reputation or more of a profile than you at that point and align with them and add value to them. And that in itself will push your business up past your competition quicker and earn you more sort of more respect and uh, long term it will earn you more income and more leads than anything else that I've ever come across. Yeah, mate. Thanks. <laughs> thanks for sharing all of that. It's like, I mean, there's a heap of heap of great takeaways in there, and um, you know, I think a big one for me is that thing with JVs. There's, there's probably a couple of key points I took from it. One is, you know, you were willing to give away free training for nine weeks to this particular lady. You were offering her two hundred fifty dollar vouchers with nothing asked in return initially, to end up having. 70 new sessions a week at a minimum 100 bucks. So if you do the maths, you know, that, that's like an extra $7,000 into your business per week, providing they were all there at the same time. Whether they were or they weren't, that, that's still a substantial amount of return on investment for building a relationship. And if, if we look at that, I think the biggest thing, and, and if someone's there going, well, you know, what's the number one key to building JVs? Um, what I take away is, and, and I'll get your number one key, but I think it's 
you just need to ask. You simply just need to ask. Man, yeah. Do you agree? 100%. Like, people are so scared to ask. And it's why we don't, it's why everyone's scared of sales. Everyone's scared Mm. of a no. But, you know, the thing about that, too, I didn't even say this, but that lady that, um, who owned the day spa, she actually said to me that when she sent out that email, right, this will blow you away. I, I didn't even think of this at the time. But she sent out that email and the, and the, the fact that she just sent that email out to her list saying, oh, I've arranged a $250 gift for you for being a, my loyal customer and I know we haven't touched base. I wrote a really good email out for them. Um, she actually got business from old clients. They came back. Mm. So out of that alone she actually got people who said, oh, I've been meaning to come back, and they've come back to her business. They might not have even come to my business, but they they came to her business, and I thought that was massive. So she saw value from that perspective as well. So she was really grateful that I'd even made her email her database because it's something she hadn't done for a while. Yeah. Like, <laughs> that's crazy. That's, that's but, a perfect example of reciprocity right there in action, you know. Um, yeah. 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 I, I guess, you know, if if we correlate, Let's stick to the JV thing for a moment. If we, if we stick to um, most people think when there's, there's a JV that there needs to be something exchanged in regards to monetary. So I, I just want to talk to the point that, um, and definitely in my opinion, and I'll get your view on this, but I believe that there's different types of joint ventures. So there's joint ventures that you would have where, you know, I'll refer this person, you'll get a $50 or a $100 referral fee or what. Um, you bring someone into my business and I'll give you X, Y, Z for that. Where there's the, I guess if we want to call it the law of reciprocity, JV, where you actually go out there and and just do something for free for someone. You know, So for an example, I'm not paying you to be on this podcast. Um, in yeah. fact, I'm not paying anyone to be on this podcast because I don't get paid to be on this podcast. So <laughs> at the end of the day, we're doing this here um, for free. Um, why? Yeah. One, because I, I absolutely love it and, and I've said in past episodes, you know, it would be great just to be a full-time podcaster and just sit here and talk to people because, you know, the amount of wisdom you get and, and every session I do, I jump off and I'm pumped and I'm like, yeah, that's right, I, I took that out of today and, you know, because I'm always learning and, and, you know, so are our guests and I think it's, if we look at it down the track, you know, so I got an email the other day from someone, now we're up to episode 15, I think it is, so there's close to 15 hours worth of solid content that's been shared by, you know, over probably about a dozen people. Um, and these people have made literally millions in the, in the fitness industry, you know, and, and the information is literally gold. Um, and, you know, if, you're, if I was to sell this particular podcast, you know, and put a dollar value on it, 15 hours worth of information, I could easily ask $500, $1,000 for it, right? But this is where that whole reciprocity comes in. And... One day down the track, whether someone listens to this episode, whether it's year 2013 or 14, what can happen is they may find out about you and, and they may jump on the next WF boss next year when it's coming around. You know, they, they may hear about something that I offer or a product or service that we may offer. And, you know, it's that thing about don't be afraid to do something for free to possibly capitalise down the end, you know, down the track. So... I went on a bit of a rant there, so did I ask a question or... No, no, I mean, you're just... But, <laughs> look, I think, I think the other thing is too, you know, when you look at it, guys, um, everything is about creating, um, you know, a channel for what you're out to create. Like, 
so some channels you'll get paid straight away and some channels you'll get paid down the track and some are just long-term investments. Like right now, I have no idea. Like this is for me, again, like, like Brett said, it's free. But I, I you know, I, I, I have a relationship with, with Brett and I'm happy to help and he's happy to help me and that, you just build onto that. And then down the track, I might say, hey, Brett, can you help me with I'm doing something, um, you know, I'm doing WF Boss. Would you mind letting some people know about it? He says, yeah. And then he has a product in December. He says, hey, Rana, would you mind letting some people know about it? Say, yeah. And then you build a relationship. But where joint ventures go wrong, I just say, this is the big, this is the thing that you need to know. Where joint ventures go wrong is that one person does more than the other person. And actually, the worst thing you can do at that point is 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 call it a joint venture because what it is is a, it's a it's a hidden agenda, and I know a lot of people. Um, you know, I've learned the hard way with WF Boss. You you put all the effort into marketing material and putting things together for a particular, you know, presenter, and you know you've made an agreement, um, and then one person doesn't hold up their end of the bargain, and then you you feel like it's kind of like you're being ripped off. It's like saying, well, if I give you a hundred dollars worth of value and you give me a hundred dollars worth of value, we're both happy. But what tends to happen is one person doesn't give the $100 worth of value back. And then you can actually burn bridges and, and kill relationships really quickly. So, you know, I'm a, big, I'm a big believer in make sure when you set up a joint venture, you're very clear about what each person has to do. Don't make any assumptions and, and ask. And sometimes if they say, look, I'm not willing to do it, go, no worries at all. Look, it's fine. It's great just to catch up. Because I think you both need to know that what what you're giving and what you're getting back you're happy with and that's okay so like to go back to today or the podcast you know for me it's great because i one of the things i love to do is educate and learn and so this fits in with my values so i'm happy to do it whereas if Brett said oh Ryan, you want to come and talk about you know um spearfishing for half an hour on a podcast I'd be like, mate, I'm just totally not interested at all. It's not part of my values. It doesn't add value to my core business. I'm not doing it. And and um, that's the that's the big difference, I guess. And so, like with your with your businesses, guys, treat your business like the number one priority. If you're not making um, if you're not making a call or sending an email or applying to an email or talking to a client or talking to a new customer or talking to a new prospect about growing your business or improving your business, then then what's the point of why you're in business? So that's the big thing. Everything you can do, if you can link it back to your business in an active way, so probably go back to one point, a good distinction to make is in your business, there are active ways to grow it and there are passive ways to grow it. And an active way is asking for a yes or a no sale or a yes or a no action. So how many yes or no's did you ask for this week will determine how quickly your business grows. The passive stuff is all great. It's the stuff we all love to do because it's, it's non-confrontational. It's putting a, putting a Facebook post out there, putting a flyer out there. It's the stuff that you put money into and time into, but you don't necessarily get paid for it for quite a while. Um, and if you can afford to do that, that's great. Otherwise, get out there and get into action and make it active. So for another good point to add in. Yeah, well, I guess on, on that whole active side of it, um, you know, you're talking about that, the active and the passive side. The active is obviously, you know, taking that action, right, and, and making something happen. And something that pops up for me is that, uh, you know, personal trainers, they generally, you know, you, you've got your busy period from 5 till 9 a.m. or 10 a.m., and then you go back and you've got clients at uh, 4 till 9 p.m., you know, and, and what happens is this, this is where I see trainers fall into the trap. 
that they haven't allowed enough time to build their business. Now, if you're a personal trainer, you listen to this and you're like, oh, it's all good, I've got 30 sessions a week, I'm happy with that, that's fantastic. Um, this message is not meant for you. This message is meant for the person who really wants to grow a business and not just be a solo personal trainer. And what you need to do is you need to allow the time throughout the day to sit down. Just book in a time as if you're booking in a client. Call your client joint venture. So you've got to train joint venture at you know midday till 2 p.m. You know, and, and put it down as a as a um, an appointment. You know, and, and if you don't turn up to the appointment, well, you're gonna have to pay a cancellation fee yourself. And you know, the, the unfortunate thing of that is the cancellation fee is your your business is not going to move forward. You know, so yeah. it's about it's it's about taking action, but making sure that you've allowed time to take the action. Don't just go finish at nine o'clock and, and get home and go, oh shit, what am I going to work on today? Oh, I'll do my sales strategy or I'll do my joint venture today. It's, you need to book this stuff in, guys. You need to book it in. Yeah, yeah. I mean, so like the the big the big thing here is um, for me, it's. How much? How active are you? Like, here's a, here's a, the best marketing strategy you can ever have, right? The best tool for marketing is your telephone. So, you know, I don't know. There's all these ninja strategies and all this stuff that people would just bog you down with, and it's all great, but it's all passive stuff unless you do it. And if if okay, here's the big thing. Let me know. Write back to Brett and and tell me the results you get because I bet you you probably won't do it because it's scary. Make Anywhere from five to ten phone calls to existing or current clients every day, every day, and ask for either a referral or ask for the, uh, an invitation to come into your business to show them around the studio or your gym. Do that. If you do that for 30 days, call it a 30-day challenge. And I'm talking 30 days, six days a week, not seven. You can have a day off on Sunday. And you do not grow your business by 50% then I'll give you a $100 voucher on PayPal or something, and you show me the stats of what you do. Because I swear to God, I have not coached, mentored, been around, done myself that strategy and not grown my business or doubled my business for the, for the month. You know, um, it is such an underutilized, and, and it's something that no one's doing, and that's why it's a strategy strategy that's going to work because everyone's hell-bent on, oh, I'll just talk to people on Facebook so it's not as confrontational. Get on the phone and talk to people about yeah. – just in, don't sell to them. Just invite them to come in and talk to you at the studio. And with referrals, ask clients, are you happy? How are your results going? Just touch base with your customer. Oh, it's great seeing you in the studio today, Rob. No, I, really, uh, I really enjoyed you know, our session and, um, look, I just had a favour to ask if you don't mind – um, you know, do you have anyone else that I could show the studio to and just introduce them to what we're doing here? That's it. Mm. And and like I, my business, like when I did those things, it grew really quickly. When my team was doing those things, it grew really quickly. When we stopped, you could tell that you could see the difference. Um, five to ten calls a day, you know. So if you do the math on that, like what's that? Nearly, you could say it's almost. Three, what is it, 300 calls, 30 days, so you have to take a couple of days. Yeah, it's about 250 calls a, a month. So, you know, tell me. I, tell me that I you think, think it's a, yeah. I think it's you a, wouldn't grow your business. No, bro. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the yeah. thing, though, really. And the issue with that is that 
I guarantee you maybe one person, two people listening to this will actually activate it. I'll, you know, probably there'll be a dozen, you know, maybe a couple of dozen who will listen to this out of the thousands of listeners will, you know, start it. They'll do the calls for the first day, second day, and maybe they might not get the results they want and they'll stop. But but let's do, let's do that thing though, Brett. You let me know, mate. Like email Brett if you have done it, guys, and talk about the results so we can tell other trainers about it. Seriously, like don't just listen to this and go, yeah, no, nah, it sounds good. Go if you do do it, we want to hear from you so I can give you a virtual high five because that is, well, that's that's the thing. You know, people who take action are leaders. People who don't are followers. So mm. if you're one of those people taking action and doing this stuff then you're going to lead and inspire the people who are thinking about doing it or not doing it. And that's the difference between a leader and a follower. So, like, you know, I'm, I'm a massive advocate for action. You know, if I don't make phone calls, like, internationally at 2 a.m. in the morning to presenters over the other side of the world, I'm not going to have an event. So it's pretty black and white for me. I either make the call or I'm okay with not doing an event or just being mm. mediocre like everyone else and just you know, wishing that I had a bigger, better business, you know. Well, I think that's what it is. I think it's that, that thing of being okay, and because we're in Australia, we'll always be okay. You know, you're never going to you're never gonna um, be on the edge of the street, you know, begging for food. If, if you, you know, um, if, if you adapt any of these type of, uh, you know, strategies that we talk about, you know, it's, I think a big thing, if I look at, um, I've got a philosophy, you know, I guess a, um, something I made up, and it's called, um, the F principle, and it's actually E F. So got the silent E. Um, anyhow, <laughs> E F stands for E F E F stands for the emotion and the fact. Now, if we take the emotion out of this current situation, which is someone sitting here going, they're, they're even hearing you talk about get on your phone and ring people, they're already starting with your butterflies in their stomach. Now. If you take the emotion out of it, or actually address the emotion first and go, why am I starting to feel like this? What you will yeah. generally find is people don't want to get on the phone for fear of rejection or fear of feeling needy. Um, because, you know, the, many, the dozens and dozens of people that I've coached on this, this exact strategy, is, it's like, why don't you want to ring them? Oh, I don't want to look like I'm, you know, I'm begging or I'm not doing well. You know, it's like, well, you're not going to do well if you don't do this. <laughs> it's, it's a double-edged sword. You know, and, and if you just look at the fact of it, right, if you had a friend, if you had a friend who was in business and they said, hey, runner, um, you know, I'm doing personal training now. I'm just trying to build up my client base. Do you know anyone, any of your friends, any past people that you know that may be interested in training? Would you say to them, fuck, you're a loser. You know, like, well, you know, why do you want my help? You should be doing all right. You're not going to say that, are you? Yeah, no. You know, you're going to help them. And that's the fact of the matter is, you know, people are, it's you putting these preconceived ideas into your own head that is stopping you from taking action in the first place. Yeah, mate, that's, that's it. That's the thing. Like, the worst thing that will happen is someone will say no to you and, um, you know, you just, that's okay. Like, I had a sales coach because I was so scared of sales when I first started my business. I, I went and got sales coaching and, um, one thing, you know, they always used to have, a, everyone has their own little saying to help you through it or whatever, but he used to say to me, you know, it, what's a, what is a client worth to you? And I said, oh, well, for me, a client signs up yeah, around about 2000 bucks. He said, great. So basically for every, you know, say your conversion rate's really bad runner 
And I go, okay, it probably is. He goes, say one in 10 people you talk to is going to say yes. I said, okay. He goes, every time you make a call, you can put 200 bucks in your pocket. And when I thought about it, and I was like, oh, that's, that's a good point, right? Because mm. I'm actually, that's making me money. Like, I, okay, they said, no, it doesn't matter. I just earned 200 bucks because I know on the 10th one, well, even if it's the 20th one, one in 20, you earn 100 right. bucks a call. You go, well, do you want to earn $100 right now? Well, pick up the phone. Do you not want to earn $100? That's cool. Don't pick up the phone. It's a choice. There's no judgment. It's just you either want to grow and you want to earn money or you don't and you want to talk about why business is going bad. Um, and so, you know, although that was a nice way to put it, it gave me a good reference point, but I still had resistance. Um, and I often find, like, there's that the whole... Um, there's that, what do they call it, the, the, the one-minute rule. Like if ever you're procrastinating about doing something, do it for one minute and then stop. And what you find is that procrastination goes away because it's just really the getting started. It's like saying to someone in the morning, you know, you want to get up and you want to exercise. Oh, I'm too tired. This is an excuse, excuse, story, story, story. No, we'll just do it for a minute. Literally do it for 60 seconds. Get your joggers on, get outside and go for a one-minute run. Bet you they don't do it just one minute. I bet you they go for a ten mm. minutes. It's just starting, starting. Yeah, the is, momentum. Yeah, and that's the thing. Like, just pick up the phone and make the first phone call. You know, worst case scenario, you make one phone call a day, which is you know six phone calls a week. Six phone calls a week is twelve. Twenty-four phone calls a month. You're still going to get amazing results. It's you know, marketing is just creativity and mathematics. Guys, that's really what it is. It's just how creatively you can present and position what you do and who you are and then scaling it and, and getting it out to as many people as possible and, and, and understanding what the numbers are on it. That's it. You know? I know it sounds really unsexy and boring, so, you know, sorry, to, sorry I don't bamboozle you with, you know, like a bunch of, you know, ninja tactics. I mean, I can definitely give you those tactics too, but if your business isn't earning you the money that you need just to be happy. Why would you ever want to go to those those, those tactics? Because right. getting a getting a lead from some iframe dark post social media strategy, you've still got to meet the person. You know what I mean? You still can generate a lead, but you've still got to meet the person. You've still got to talk to them. So at some point, you have to be comfortable with taking the action to call a human being and talking to them. We're in the people business, for Christ's sake. We're personal trainers. You know, we're not Facebook trainers. Like, we just don't, yeah, get them in and talk to them, and then all of a sudden, they jump off Facebook, and they're like, oh, here's my credit card. It's just a bunch of crap. Just get on the phone and talk to people. Be proud of what you do. Be proud of your business. Be proud of who you are and your message and your mission, and just be proud. And just, mm. it's, it's actually your mission to let people know about it because you are the best at being you and what you're doing. The more people you can expose to you and how good you are, you know, Jeffrey Gittemar, I met Jeffrey Gittemar. He was on WF Boss last year. He said, he put it really straight. Everyone should listen to Jeffrey Gittemar if you're talking about sales. He's best in the world. He's phenomenal. So funny as well. And he said to me, he goes, Ronnie, you know why people don't, 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 don't like sales and they don't, don't do can it? You, can you do it in the accent for us? <laughs> no, I, I you said it was funny, so let's let's, let's give it a crack. I want to, I want to hear it. Yeah, I, mean, I, I don't even know. New York. You know, Rana, you know what it is. You know, I don't know. I can't even do it properly. I take it seriously. But he was like, he's just so funny. He goes, because people don't believe in their business or their product enough to want to tell people yeah. about it. And he goes, you know what? 
He goes, tell me you haven't seen an amazing film and not told everyone about it. Tell me you haven't done that. And I said, no, no, I do it all the time. If, I'm, if I love something or I'm passionate about it, I'll tell everyone about it. I'll, I'll tell everyone. He goes, yep. And the reason people don't do it is because they think what they do is average and they don't like it enough. Mm. And I was like, you know what? It's so true. Tell me, tell me, right, Brett, right now, like between you and me and everyone else listening, between you and me, if I was to give you right now a strategy that would earn you $2,000, right, $2,000 in the next, let's say, 30 days, just 2000 bucks. I was, I'd guarantee I'll give you $2,000 if you do this. Would you do it? You, you, um, just, just an extra two grand. Yeah, sure. Why not? Of course you would. So pick up the phone. You know, and uh, it, I, don't, I don't want to. I get it freaks me out. You know, people, um, people are going to judge me if I pick up the phone. <laughs> but the other thing is, is like if I, if I, if I gave you something that enhanced your life, and you came back to me and said, Rana, mate, you've you've helped me. Like I'm so happy. Thank you so much. Mm. Tell me that you wouldn't tell people about it. And, I mean, I would have the confidence then to tell more people about it, but I was helping people like you. And that's how the ball starts too. So marketing mm-hmm. really, just love your business and love who you are and what you do and tell as many people as possible because you should, you know. It's the, the world's best-kept secret. You are the world's best-kept secret. I mean, you deserve yeah. to tell everyone about it. I think that the, the major point that you brought there is, and um, so what was that gentleman's name again, the New Yorker? Uh, Jeffrey Gittimer. Jeffrey, so Jeffrey, you know how he said you think your product's average. You know, I cannot agree with that more because when I was producing work and I, I literally thought, oh, you know, this is a bit average. I don't know if someone will like it. And, you know, I even started to feel um, for about two seconds and then I got over it quickly. But with this podcast, <laughs> right, now, now, even though this is still a free podcast and I don't feel the pressure of having to deliver um, this, you know, amazing ninja you know, episode with all these sound effects and all that type of stuff. Um, I, I originally at the start, before I started this podcast, I was like, oh, I don't really know because I don't know if anyone will really want to listen and I don't know if I'll have enough stuff to talk about. And You know, all, all those roadblocks that pop up and like I said, they lasted for a couple of seconds and, and I just pulled the trigger and I did it. And now it's my mission to get this podcast into every personal trainer's ears as possible, you know, and, and, we, we even go to the extent we, we approach fitness colleges, we approach personal trainers, and we say, hey, look, would you like our free podcast? It's free. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, and the reason being is because of conversations like this. You know, we're having this conversation. Someone's going to be listening to it. They're going to go, shit, that, that's going to get me pumped. I'm going to go and do X, Y, Z now. You know, because what I learned was I, start, I was listening to audios and I was reading books, and what I found was it was the same thing every, every time. And now I listen to it. Have you heard of a guy, Eric Thomas, E.T., hip-hop preacher? If you have not heard of that dude, get on to his podcast. You'll know his YouTube video. It's the one where he, the, uh, the black guy, he's, um, he's talking to a group of students and he's talking about um, how you go the extra mile to achieve your goals. And it's got that, um, the, the American football player in it. And he, when he talks, he almost yells at you. But you, you listen to this guy. <laughs> You listen to this guy and you cannot, you, like anyone who listens to it, I'll, I'll give you a hundred bucks. If you can't listen, if you listen to him for bloody three minutes and he does not inspire you in some way, then, you know, it's, it's that thing again of learning. He knows his message. He, he's not um, as articulate as a lot of speakers. 
Um, he, he talks gangster, <laughs> you know. And, yeah. But but he gets his message across. And and for me, the last you know I would say week, every single morning I've been getting up, listening to two minutes of that dude, and I am pumped for the day. You know, he, he's yeah. got me up every morning this week. Um, you know, four a.m. every morning to come into work <laughs> on this project. Is that Eric Thomas, right? Yep. Yep. Et the hip hop preacher. If you Google him, you'll see his YouTube video. It literally okay. went viral. And this is a guy who literally, um, you know, and this is an example right now. I'm, I've just sent, you know, probably a couple of thousand listeners to ET's website or um, podcast or whatever he's got out there. People are going to purchase his stuff because they're going to go, wow, this dude's awesome. I'm going to buy the audio book as well. And I, and I guarantee someone like yourself, you'll, you'll go and buy his audio book because you'll listen yeah. to it and go, oh, I've got to get this. And that is a perfect example of a, I guess if we were to tie this into JB, that's almost like a hidden JB, right? So there's people out there who will be promoting you who you don't even know. You know, yeah. so, so think about it like that because what that could mean is someone that you're personally, like you're training someone, not, they go out that weekend, they're sitting down with their friends over coffee saying that Rana is an amazing personal trainer, gets great results. Her friend then goes and talks to someone else, and her friend goes, oh, I'm looking for a personal trainer. Next thing, oh, my friend Sally's using Rana. You should go and use them. It's, it's a hidden JV, and it, it works by delivering great content and being true to yourself. That, that's what I think. Yeah, yeah. And it, yeah, no, in a nutshell. Yes, yeah, spot on. Um, you know, so... So yeah, you know, like marketing, all this stuff. You know, you just gotta love what you do, and then and and find creative ways to get that message out there. But I honestly feel like joint ventures is one of those easy ways to just start building relationships, getting out there, because it's kind of like rather than selling one to one, you're actually selling one to like a hundred or one to a thousand, and and that's mm. a really powerful way to grow a business. So, you know, not saying that one to one is not a good strategy. It is like you can definitely talk to it. 10 people a week and that will build your business and make 10 phone calls but imagine just visiting two business owners every week and talking to them and keeping in touch with them putting them in a calendar every 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 month you touch base with them you know mm. buy them a coffee invite them to your studio don't ask them for anything just build the relationship guarantee over six months you know two or three of those business owners will be fans um, and they'll be sending people to you because people will go into their business and say, oh, you know, I'm looking for a trainer. As, as Brett said, and they go, yeah, you know what, the guy down the road, Ron, he's an absolute legend. Check, check him out. You know, because um, – and that's that's the beauty of it. That's the beauty of the marketing. So, yeah. I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it a lot. So, um, right now, I guess I'm just checking on the time here, and, and we're coming up to the end of our time, and no doubt you've got a heap of stuff to go and get on to today, like you said earlier. Um, but, uh, look, we didn't even really get to specifically talk about marketing as a whole, but in saying that, JV is definitely a marketing strategy, and, look, we're, we're going to get you on um, a future episode, and we're going to talk specifically about, you know, we'll pick a couple of marketing strategies, and we'll, we'll really um, go deep on those. But, um, look, I guess, Rona. Um, but before we go, what I'm going to do as well is I'm going to put a link on our um, website there um, under the, the show notes and, um, you know, to your, to your WF boss and so forth. But, um, look, where, where can someone find out or find out any more information about yourself, mate? Yeah, 
Yeah, what I'll do is, look, I've got a page. I don't, like I, I said to someone the other day when we did an interview, I don't, um, there's no opt-in, there's no nothing. It's just a total resource that I've kept. I just keep hidden and, you know, give value to people. Um, it's a... It's not your Hooters, Hooters.com page, is it? Actually, that's another that's another thing I was going to add to this, oh. but for now, I'll just keep that one under wraps. Thanks. Now everyone knows about it. Unbelievable. Sorry, um, but I'll, I'll give the Jeffrey Gittimer, link to the Jeffrey Gittimer video for sure. So you guys should need to watch that. That is phenomenal. That's worth, like... I'd pay like 500 bucks for that video alone because Jeffrey Gittimer, go and check out his products. They're, they're pretty pretty expensive. Well, world's number one sales guy. Um, so I'll give you that to just give to everyone. Um, oh, yeah. WF, WF Boss is a page of like four um, pre-summit sessions that are free, no opt-in required, so just check it out. Uh, and also there's a 30-day challenge that I put together when, when I was doing PT Mastery more full-time. No opt-ins required. Just go over, check it out, learn grow and um, just get massive value guys and at the end of the day if you found any value just hit me up on Facebook and say thanks that's all I need that's that's fine <laughs> too easy excellent yeah well, that's easy thanks mate <laughs> so well, no worries we'll, we'll, I'll get those links up here I'll put them on the site and um, I guess the, I'll leave you with um, the last words and mate what's what's one of your favourite uh, quotes and, and why let's put you on the spot there favourite quotes and why um Oh, you know, oh, mate, I, I can't spot, I? But, uh, you know, I, I think it's not so much a quote, it's just more of a more of a strategy. It's, you know, take massive action. Um, you know, I think it's an Anthony Robbins thing. It's, he just says, take massive action. And, you know, if you want an extraordinary business and an extraordinary life, you need to take extraordinary action. And um, bottom line, you know, that's what, I, that's what I tell myself every day. If I want an extraordinary result today, what are the things I have to do that are extraordinary um, and guaranteed? You just follow those things, take massive action. I don't see how you can't kick ass. So mm. go and uh, have a crack. And um, if you need anything, yeah, hit Brett up or definitely reach out to me and I'm happy to, you know, to chat. But, yeah, that's great. Thanks, uh, thanks for listening, sure. guys. Hey, look, thanks again for jumping on board and um, we'll be talking to you very soon. And until then, mate, you're going to have a fantastic and ripping and have an extraordinary day. Will do, mate. You too. Cheers, Brett. Cheers, Runner. Bye. Cheers, mate.